happy to have Ilona Hale, Dr. Ilona Hale, on the Skype phone recording uh, this interview. Dr. Hale, welcome. You're in Kimberley. Yes. What's it like there in Kimberley today? Uh, it's pretty warm for uh, Kimberley winter, but uh, but not bad. So, Ilona, you just came back from an assignment with your family. Where were you? We were in Malawi. And and uh, how long were you there? We were there for two years. You went with your husband and children. How old are the children? That's right. How old are they now? They're uh, seven and ten now. And how did how did you decide to do an assignment with QSO? Well, we, um, my husband and I have, have done work like this before, and, and then we had our children, and um, I think we were always thinking about doing something again, and, and as soon as the children were what we thought old enough, you know, they were four and seven when we left, um, yeah, we, we looked around, and, and QSO VSO looked like a good option, and they were, um, they were open to the idea of us bringing family, so, um, so that's that's sort of how it worked out. And you're a physician. Are you a general uh, GP or? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Okay. So, did did you? Where did you go to university? I went to University of Ottawa and then did my residency at UBC. And and uh, when when you were when you left, had you been uh, practicing GP in Canada for some time? Yeah, I, I have a practice here in Kimberley, and I've been here for about 10 years oh, since wow. I graduated. I wonder what your patients felt like when you said, I'm leaving for two years. Well, <laughs> I, I'm afraid they were all very polite, but I suspect they were feeling a little a little abandoned. Um, but they uh, they were all very supportive, mm -hmm. and um, they've, they've all been very interested to know how things went um, while I was away. So you, you head off to Malawi. Um, where did you live? What town and what was your accommodation like? We lived in a town called Ncheu, which was a medium-sized town, um, sort of a district center. And um, it, it really felt quite rural, though. There were a lot of people there. Um, and we lived just off the, just out of the main, the main part of the town. And um, we had a, a nice house. We had running water and, and electricity. We were surprised, actually, how, how good the accommodation was because we'd been warned that um, accommodation was hard to come by. But it was sort of a hospital house, and we were very lucky, I think. <laughs> and did your children go to school in Malawi? They did. Um, to begin with, particularly, they both started at the government school. Um, because it wasn't a big city, there wasn't a, an international school or anything there. So there was one a government school, and they went there. The oldest one stayed in school for about a year, and the little one didn't stay for very long because he found it. There were 1,600 kids in the school, and he found it a little overwhelming. He was only four at the time, and um, there were you know 1,600 kids from grades you know one to eight. Some of the eight, the grade eight kids were even you know in their late teens. Um, and so he found it uh, 
very noisy and, and a little bit a little bit frightening, I think. So he, he only went to school for, for a little while and then we switched to homeschooling um, for the little one almost right away and the older one um, stayed in regular school for about a year and then he also switched to homeschooling. Uh, it's a very different kind of education than what they were used to here. Absolutely, because a lot of parents that think about going on assignment ask those kinds of questions. Did your husband work when he mm -hmm. was there? He did. He's a forester with an interest in environmental management, and so he, he mostly did uh, tree planting projects with the local Ministry of Forests and, and local groups, uh, community groups, particularly people living with HIV-AIDS, and they did a lot of fruit tree planting and a lot of education around the importance of trees and, and the problems with deforestation. But his, uh, his other job was, of course, homeschooling the boys. So Wonderful. So tell me about your practice and your work in Malawi. What did you do on a daily basis? Well, it... The, the job uh, description was very vague when I arrived, and so it, the, the, my work evolved. Uh, when I first got there, I, it was a, um, a time for me to observe and to learn and to, to better understand how things worked and, and, in many cases, why things were done differently than they were done here in Canada. At first, some things I thought were very wrong, I realized were actually appropriate for that situation. So for the first little while, mostly... Um, just working alongside my colleagues, seeing patients and, and observing and asking a lot of questions um, and learning the language. I, I, I thought it was important to learn Chichewa because um, almost all the patients didn't speak English, though my colleagues did. So um, you could have gotten by with a translator, but I always found the translators, um, it was never quite the same as, as actually being able to talk to patients one-on-one. -on -one. Um, and then after a few months, I, um, I sort of moved into more of a, they call it a capacity building role. So I still continued to see patients, but um, started to think about um, what, what I could do with my colleagues. Some of them were asking about certain things, um, and I was, I was realizing that there were some things that they thought I could share um, because of my different background and my different experiences in my different contacts and access to information. Um, we, we came up with a few ideas of areas where we could work together to, to address some of the um, things that either um, they thought needed some extra work in the hospital or areas where they felt they um, maybe wanted more information. And so we came up together with some objectives and, and ideas where, where we could work together to sort of improve patient care so that it will Hi. But, um, you know, that they'd be better in. Hello, Ilona. Hello. I'll hang up the phone. All right. Okay. It, where were we? Yes, we, we were at this point where we were talk, where I was really impressed, Ilona, with the words you were using when you talked about working with your um, with your colleagues, you were using the words different instead of um, you knowing more. It was a different, you used the word different. And I think that's really mm -hmm. critical in relationships with people that you're working with, that your way isn't always the right way and theirs isn't, that they were different ways. 
Yeah. Well, that 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 was very very clear to me, and and I I sort of knew that before I went because, like I said, I've I've done work like this before, but um, there were many examples of uh, situations where at first I I came and I thought, my goodness, why on earth are they doing it this way? And I'd learned in many cases shortly that very good reason why it's done this way because the people are different and the different the culture is different all kinds of things um really that's why i spent a lot of time trying to make sure i understood um a little bit about about all of those um going in and saying well this is the way you do it because so many times i was tempted and and i i was glad afterwards that i i held my tongue because i realized that i would have just been muddling things because i'd come in and say well this is the way you do it and in fact um, you know, in, in many of those cases, I would have been wrong because things are just very, very different. Some situations where do something, but the nurses wouldn't because the, the patients would believe first uh, a certain patient, then it would, they would be blamed for witchcraft. And then in, in some cases, it had been heard that some uh, healthcare workers had been, been um, called witches and Yes. even attacked because of what they had done, even though uh, I know that situation, I thought, well, that was the right thing to do, but because the culture was different, yes. um, and if the patients believed it was it was something to do with witchcraft, then the, the healthcare workers would get in trouble. Yes. Um, and so I didn't want to be, for example, encouraging certain things like that, yeah. um, you know. So anyhow, complicated, very complicated um, decisions to be made sometimes, so. And I like the way you talk about doing first taking the time to get to know the culture and the people and doing the actual work and learning the language and then shifting to more capacity building because you want your work to be sustainable, right? Yes, exactly. So when when you're closing in on leaving a place like Malawi, Ilona, how do you feel about your contribution or or w whether it was sustainable did you leave something behind that could be done again well I, I think that there were several things that that are still happening now and I, I am in contact with the people at the hospital and so I know that several of the programs are are continuing and, and, and some of those when we got choosing objectives, we tried to make things that we could actually measure. And one of the uh, choosing objectives was choosing things that were going to be sustainable. Um, and one of the things that I always tried to do is make sure that no matter what I decided to work on, it was going to be something that already had a local, and we call it a, a local person, one of my colleagues who was excited about the idea and, and who I could feel fairly confident would would continue to support the, the idea along even after I was gone. Um, so several of the things were, were things like that where I'm, I, I know that they are, they're still continuing. Other things were a little bit more nebulous, things just about sharing ideas, general principles about continue, the importance of continuing edu medical education and, and um, some of the ideas about empowering patients and that sort of thing. They're a little harder to measure um, but I, I think planting a seed of an idea that's maybe new in a situation, uh, I think, I think has value. We were just talking about uh, Malawi, and I was going to ask you this question that I'm sure everybody asks you, and that is, 
you're a qualified doctor, you have every opportunity to work in Canada and do amazing things in this country, what makes you and your family decide to go and serve in Malawi? Um, good question. Uh, it, for me, it's, it's obvious. I mean, I think the the imbalance, there's such an imbalance in the world, you know, I mean, um, doctors are needed here, absolutely. There are people who need doctors in Canada. Um, there are sick people, and I, I'm very fortunate I'm able to do work here that I think is useful, and, and people seem to appreciate it. Um, but when you look on the other side of the world, the needs are just so much greater. I mean, we, we say we have a doctor shortage here, and, and it's, it's true in a way, um, but we have about one doctor for every 1,000 Canadians. And in Malawi, I was, I was working in a district where I was one of two doctors serving half a million people. Oh. Um, that's like one or two doctors for all of Vancouver. Um, so that when you look at it that way, the, the need is just so much greater. And um, I, my husband and I both just feel, felt, we still feel that, um, you know, there's just something very, very wrong with the world when there are such unfair situations like that. And I guess when we hear about things like that, we just feel like we want to try to write that balance a little bit. Um, you know, we're just, we're just two people and obviously we can't, we can't make that all better all by ourselves, but, um, to us, it just seems so important to try and do whatever little thing we can. Um, yeah. And, and to me, that kind of work is so much more rewarding because of that, because I know that if I'm not here, another, another doctor will see my patient. Mm -hmm. uh, um, if I hadn't been in Malawi, there, there would not have been somebody to see the people I saw. And, and I, I do feel like from what I saw that even small things, small changes, a, a new idea here or there shared with um, colleagues um, who have very little access to new information and up-to-date um, medical information, I, I do think it made, it made a difference. And that made the work very, very rewarding. Um, so part of that was selfish. I, I, obviously, it's nice to be rewarded when you work. And um, to me, that was just so important. Uh, yeah. So. Well, you know, th that is a wonderful description. And when I think of you coming back to Kimberley, I wonder what did Ilona Hale, Dr. Ilona Hale, bring back with her in spirit from Malawi? Wow, lots of things. I hope I brought back a little bit of the, the, the strong, strong spirit of the Malawian people who I saw you know, singing and dancing and continuing to smile and laugh and be the joyful, beautiful people they are, despite all the challenges they face. And that's, that's one thing that I hope I brought back, and I don't know. Um, and hope I, I have some of that, um, that strength that they have to continue to fight as well as I can for, for them, you know, on behalf of all those people in the world who don't have a voice. I, you know, I, I hope I, I've taken some of their spirit and strength to, to continue that as much as I can, even from here. Um, I, I certainly learned a lot on both a professional and personal level. Um, that has, I think, again, is another one of those many rewards that I feel like I took home with me. Um, yeah, so many things. So for your, little, for your little ones, now they're back in school in Canada, are they adapting well? 
Yeah, they're fine. Kids are just perfect little VSOs, flexible and adaptable, I think. Yeah. Um, they're really appreciating all the amazing things we have here in Canada, um, <laughs> the education, which my, my husband and I are really appreciating too. Yeah. Um, after struggling with homeschooling, which is, is not an easy job, um, mm. the teachers here just do such a fantastic job of it. Mm. And just all the, um, the nice things for kids in this country. Uh, they have time for fun and relaxation and leisure and, and amazing um, facilities and opportunities and choices. Um, my children actually appreciate those now. They, they recognize that that's not something that everybody in the world has. So. Well, I, I've talked to other families and um, people who have come back and their children have grown up now and I've met their children and I must say it is a lasting effect that uh, that idea that we have choices and that is something that you, I know that you in Malawi helped to create with some choices for people there and uh, sharing your skills and your family in that country and bringing that country back with you in your heart is something we can never thank you enough for, Ilona. Well, like I said, you don't really need to thank me because I've been well rewarded just by the experience. But um, yeah, I, I just hope um, by doing this and talking to you and um, sharing my experience that more people will, will get the idea that hey, this, is a, this is a good idea. Mm -hmm. um, so. Yeah. And even, even uh, doctors and health professionals who are retiring in Canada may consider this as a good option. Absolutely. I think it'd be a perfect time. You know, it's not easy for anybody to sort of take themselves out of, the, out of their practice the way I did. I was lucky to have very supportive partners in my practice. Um, but, yeah, retirement, especially, you know, if you're retiring a little on the early side, it's a perfect time to do something like this for sure. Well, I look forward to meeting you someday and uh, hanging out with your family, especially your children, and seeing what, you know, just talking to them about their experience. So on this International Development Week, uh, I honor you and your service and that of your family and hope to talk to you soon, Ilona. Thank you, and I hope I get to meet you as well. And thank you for all the work you're doing, Amida. Oh, my pleasure. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.